Hello, and welcome back to the 32 podcast. I'm your host, Kate. Today is the Merry Christmas episode, and possibly my gift to you is that it's going to be a shorter pod than usual. I've gone over an hour in the last few pods, and I haven't meant to. I just, I don't know, talk to myself a little too much these days, talk to my mom a little too much. Um, but I do want this episode to be brief. I just wanted to come on this week. I'm hoping that all of you are having a wonderful Christmas season, Christmas time, holiday time. If you're Jewish, happy Hanukkah, even though Hanukkah ended, I believe, a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, and just briefly share a few of my favorite Christmas things. Um share a little bit of updates at what happened after our pod last week, which is kind of wild, the um circumstances. And then just, you know, bid you adieu until after Christmas where we, where we will have a end of year episode that will be hopefully not huge in time, but jam-packed with stuff. So here's a quick word from our sponsor, and then we will get into Christmas. Thank you so much to our sponsor for sponsoring this pod. You guys, I'm almost at $4. A pretty big deal. That's <laughs> a pretty big deal. I'm gonna surpass 500 streams hopefully after this episode, and that's also like a really cool milestone for me. Like that's that's so cool. I'm gonna talk a little more about my goals for the pod in 2022 in the end of the year episode, but I just I just think that's so cool. Like people listen to little old me almost 500 times. That's wild. Okay. Anyway, to quickly recap what I need to update you all on from last week. Basically, men are dirtbags still. So Ben Affleck, after the world blew up at him about his Howard Stern interview, basically came out and said, my words were misconstrued. It was taken out of context. My, I would never want my kids to think I said this about their mother. But you did. Like, you said these things. You said you were trapped in marriage. And the subtext to all of that always is the person is trapping you. So I want to believe him. I want to believe that he is sorry. I want to believe that he, you know, is highly apologetic to his kids and Jennifer Garner. And also JLo is pissed at him, which rightfully so. She's, as my mom and I discussed, you never hear her say a bad word about anything about anyone she's ever been with or Mark Anthony, the father to her kids. So, you know, for him to be kind of inflammatory in words at Jennifer Garner or the state of their marriage and their divorce, it's just kind of like shitty, like shut up, Ben, you know? So, and allegedly Ben Affleck, Jennifer Garner and Jennifer Lopez are all spending Christmas morning together. And I just need to know, like, is Jennifer, Jennifer Garner going to make cinnamon rolls for JLo? Does JLo eat cinnamon rolls? Like you have to, right? I just have a lot of questions. I hope they get answered. I really hope that we like get a picture or something. That'd be great. What good PR? Ben Affleck needs good PR. He does. I was trying to think of my favorite Ben Affleck movie, and I've never seen Goodwill Hunting. It's always like too serious of a mood for me when I want to like sit down and watch it. And I've come to two. Argo, which he also produced, which was an exceptional film. It won an Academy Award, like an exceptional film. If you haven't seen it, it's a bit stressful. It's about um, the hostage hostage situation in Iran um, in the 70s, 80s. 
Oh my God. I need a textbook around me at all times with this podcast. Um, it's exceptional. And then Gone Girl, which I read the book and then watched the movie and the movie was equally as exceptional to the book. If you haven't read the book, it's so good. Anyway, that's my only fandom to Ben Affleck. Um, moving on. Oh, before I forget to tell you, Grimes's real name is Claire. I had it written down, but the page got stuck. Her name is Claire. My mom still hates the name Grimes. I don't know that we'll ever get over that here at the 32 pond, but her name is Claire legally. Okay. Um, Tristan Thompson's still a piece of shit. However, part of his paternity suit was dropped, which I guess legally is good for him, but like morally, like this changes nothing. So like you're still an asshole. You still gave your, you know, side piece hush money to make this go away and it didn't go away. Poor you. Oh no. That's all sarcasm. I could give a shit less about Tristan Thompson. I just hope that Chloe's okay. And true, of course. And she disinvited him to the Christmas Eve party, which means the Christmas Eve party is happening, which is very important information for us. That is good news. The world, the world is, is healing. They probably have a million COVID tests and all that shit, but still the world is healing. Lastly, um, episode three of the Sex and City reboot came out. I watched it. My opinions are the same. I won't spoil anything um, (laughs) further than I already have, but things that I predicted are in fact happening. And I just don't know that I agree with the, with the direction of the show. I'm going to continue to watch it. I'm not enjoying my time watching it, but I'm, I'm going to continue to watch it. I won't spoil anything. Um, however, Chris Noth, who played Mr. Big, who famously died, who was in the Peloton commercial and all of this, um, he has had sexual allegations, allegations of sexual assault and misconduct, um, made at him after the commercial came out and after the episodes have aired since then HBO has released a statement. The women of sex and the city have released a statement. He has been removed from his talent agency, removed from his show on, I think it's on CBS and he has, the commercial has been taken down while I do support believing these women and their accusations. I also believe you're innocent until proven guilty. So I don't necessarily understand why it's the sudden like stripping of all you have. I, I don't think that coincides with your allegations and your, you know, misconduct. I just, I don't see, I understand it's punishment and I understand it's, you know, it's a course of action. A lot of networks and producers shows take whatever we want to call it to protect themselves from further interaction with these people. However, it doesn't make them any less guilty or any more innocent, you know, stripping you of your, of your talent agency and your, and your job doesn't make you doesn't, it doesn't unharass these women or unassault them, or it doesn't, you know, suddenly make you innocent. I don't know. I just don't see how it's, how it's effective for the cause. I don't know. If you have a different opinion, please let me know. Because I just, I, I, it seems counterproductive in a way to, you know, you're, someone's being accused of this. Someone's coming forward with their story. We want to believe them. Of course, the person who is accused is innocent until proven guilty, but they're stripped of everything of their whole job. I just don't see how, I don't see how that makes sense all the time. And it happens a lot in Hollywood. And I understand that. I think it's like one of those, like, oh, this person is, you know, this person's 
seen as toxic, we need to remove ourselves. That's fine. It's not fine, actually, but it's a form of cancel culture, but I just, I don't see how that gets anything actually done. It doesn't, it doesn't remove the trauma these women may have gone through that they're saying they went through and it doesn't prove innocence or guilt. I don't know. Sorry to go off on that tangent. I just, I, I don't know. So he has been removed from a lot of things. He has, I think, three women coming forward at this point um, with accusations, which we will see how that plays out. Of course, I want nothing more than anyone on any sort of movie set, TV show, any job ever to be safe, secure, and healthy. And if that's not the case, then we need to get to the bottom of it. Absolutely. Is there anything else? Oh, the Suez, or the Suez Canal. <laughs> no, the Panama Canal, that thing I watched with Paul. I didn't rewatch it, but I did look it up. The Panama Canal was done in 1914. So it was even before the 20s, if you were interested. I still think there's a supply chain problem. But what are we going to do about it? I don't know. I have a f- my best friend Alex is um, currently dealing with the supply chain issues with her Etsy shop, Junie B's Design Studio, if you feel like buying something from her. Anywho, Christmas things. A few of my favorite Christmas stuff. My favorite Christmas song. I actually had trouble with this because... I like many Christmas songs. I like many Christmas hymns, Christmas carols, if you will. All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey is always my top, top favorite because it's just so electrifying. But I do want, so that's my favorite, but I do want to mention honorably, honorable mention to This Gift by 98 Degrees. I think that is the most romantic song. I don't have a reason as to why. And I think I mentioned this a few pods ago when I talked about that horrendous, um, a very boy band Christmas, but it's just such a, like such a fairy tale come true song. Like a girl wants to get engaged at Christmas with the snow falling and the lights on the trees and surrounded by love and coziness. I, I just, I love that shit. You know, I think that's great. I would also like to honorable mention for my favorite Christmas song and this may go against everything I typically say, because it's not a Backstreet Boys song, but Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays from NSYNC is truly the season opener. Like you hear that song and you're like, it is, it is the Christmas season. It's a wonderful feeling from the floor to the ceiling. Like we are here and like, and I hate saying this because coming from me, this is like going to be a lot. Backstreet Boys' Christmas songs don't have that, they don't have that joy. They have immense joy, but they don't have that level of joy. (laughs) And that's actually kind of upsetting. They have an entire Christmas album. And so does Brian Littrell, who is a, a member of the Backstreet Boys. He, you know, went off by himself and did a Christmas thing, which it's beautiful if you listen to it. But I just, you know, I have to mention that song. It's Every Peloton ride I've taken this season has it on it. It's just, it's truly, I think, one of America's favorite Christmas songs. But, you know, you got to mention it, even if it's in sync. My favorite Christmas movie is also a bit difficult because my favorite movie in general of all time is The Holiday. And I realize that's a Christmas movie. 
It's also a Hanukkah movie, if you know you feel so inclined to agree. But I watch it all year round. And don't shame me for that. You're not here to watch it with me. I watch it all year round. So it's it's an always movie for me. But my favorite, favorite Christmas time Christmas movie is The Santa Claus. I think Tim Allen is so funny. I think some of those jokes in that movie are hysterical. And I love the line. Is it Jude and the Elf that says it? If you've never seen it, it's a, it's on Disney+. Plus. It's great. It's also the reason I misspelled Santa Claus for, I don't know, 20 years. There's no E on the end. Um, when she says, seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing. And I think that's so beautiful. And I know that, you know, Christmas is also a very faithful time. And I, I do think that speaks to like the faith that one can have as well. Like you don't believe it because you see it. You see it because you believe it. I just think that's so beautiful. Due to the elf with, with the amazing words. That's so great. Um, let's see. My favorite Christmas activity is probably sitting my happy ass on the couch and looking at my Christmas tree, <laughs> to be honest with you. I mean, I live in Florida. I can't go frolic in the snow. I think they have a fake ice skating rink somewhere around here with fake snow and shit, but I, I'm good. I don't care. Um, my neighborhood is not one for like a Christmas light spectacular because everyone's old. So that's a no for that. Um, I just really like to watch Christmas movies with my Christmas blanket. Just like, you know, relax. I do like decorating the tree that maybe that's what I'll say. My favorite activity. Um, if I lived in a snowy place, I'd probably want to do snowy things, but I don't, so I can't. And I also don't have kids, so it's not like, you know, I can't take them to be tortured by Santa. I can't, you know, take them to Macy's with their letter for Santa. Like there's stuff I can't do at this point. I have nieces, but they live far away. But watching them open their gifts this year was really funny. Their little faces lit up. So sweet. Um, okay. My favorite Christmas ornament. I don't know. I turn around and look at my tree. That was my chair turning. I don't know that I have a favorite ornament. I've tried to, I'm not a person who like has like fancy ornaments only. I have like a hodgepodge of like things throughout life <clears throat> and then like filler ornaments, if you will. You know, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'll put a picture of it on Instagram. It's beautiful. Let's see. What can I see from here? I have an ornament. It's purple, pinkish, like sequined the whole thing. And my friend Jessica gave it to me like, I don't know, 12 years ago for Christmas. And every time I open it for the box, I think of her. I love that ornament. It's at the top. Um, I have a sneaker from when I ran the marathon. That means a lot. I have an ornament from when Paul and I were first married. I guess I don't have a favorite. No, I don't have a favorite. And that's probably for the best because, like, what if I got attached to it and it broke and I would be the one to break it? Like, that just, you know, it wouldn't bode well. My favorite this year is from a company called Pickles and Punch. I'll put them in the in the show notes. I'll tag them on Instagram too. They made a... 2021 Christmas ornament with a 2021 dumpster that holds the dumpster fire of 2020. It's absolutely hysterical. I want to reach out to her for like a, like a promo collab. Maybe she'll, maybe she'll do it. It's, it's hysterical. I'll post it for you, but that's, yeah, that's my favorite. I have gnomes everywhere per usual. 
I don't really have a favorite Christmas decoration either. Just the gnomes, but that's more of it in general, you know, situation. Again, maybe when, if and when I have kids, it'll be, you know, totally different scene, I'm sure. Because then you have the stockings and you have the many gifts under the tree. You have the, I don't know that I'll be an elf on the shelf person. First of all, I don't know that I'm creative enough to do something for 25 days straight that's different. I, I simply don't know. And I just don't trust myself to like always change the elf. I, you, like from what I gather, you have to have it do mischievous things, mischievous things in the house. And I just, I don't know that I'm capable, truly. But then would I feel bad if my kids didn't have the elf? I don't know. I never had the elf, but I don't think it was a thing. I think it was a book, but I don't think it was like a actual like thing. I don't know. I've heard a lot of stories this year of friends, family panicking in the middle of the night that they didn't move the elf. And it just, it seems like a lot more drama and anxiety than what joy it brings. No, if you're a parent, please let me know. I would love to get your opinion. And if you have good ideas, keep a list. And then hopefully when I'm a parent, I can just use your list if I decide. Thank you very much. Um, lastly, my favorite Christmas tradition has changed through the years. Cause obviously, you know, got married, live away from my family. My family on Christmas Eve watches, um, a Muppet family Christmas. And we have it on like this, like, what's that word? Like burned pirated, like janky ass, janky ass DVD that my mom like won't ever admit that was actually pirated, but it totally was. <laughs> and it just has like the old commercials and it just like brings us so much joy to like look at the eighties, you know, the screen quality is terrible, but it it's, it's a joy. Truly it's a joy. And then my parents, when they were first married, started the tradition of eating like hors d'oeuvre food on Christmas Eve. Um, and since we're Italian, we always did seven fishes, but we, the seven fishes has changed over the years. It's not like seven fish like beautifully prepared. It's like sushi roll, shrimp cocktail, crab dip. Like we get the seven in there, you know, but the seven fishes is like, um, representative of the sacraments brings you, you know, good faith and love and happiness and virtues and all that stuff. So we do that. Um, with Paul, I don't really, let me see. We don't really have too many traditions at this point because I work every other Christmas. So it's kind of hard. We always go to mass. I appreciate that of him. Yeah. I always make cinnamon rolls. I already made them. They're kind of botched, but he'll eat them anyway. doesn't matter. If you put anything with cream cheese and sugar on it, he'll eat it. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, my in-laws are coming over this year. I already made his eats in the freezer. I got really cute gnome plates from Pottery Barn. I'll have to show you. Very cute about that. But yeah, that'll be our Christmas. I'm working Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Someone's coming in early for me Christmas Eve so I can go to church, and I'm coming in early for them Christmas morning. So my gift to them is that I'll be in at 5.30. Oh, God. <sighs> for the love of Christmas. And then, you know, I was kind of thinking, for some reason this holiday season felt rushed. And I can't put my finger on as to why, because I've had my tree up for a month already. <laughs> So it's really not that the season is rushed, but I, f I don't know that I'm fully taking advantage of the season. And I hope I don't feel this way every year. And if I do, I block it out. But like, I feel like sometimes it's really hard, especially in these last few years, it's really hard 
to fully commit to like the season you're in because you always want to look forward, if, especially if seasons are hard or if things are difficult or somber or, you know, if you feel like you're in a ebb when you'd rather be in a flow. You, you know what I mean? So I I just, I feel like this year, at least the latter half of the year for me was really stressful for work and from for other reasons too. And now like Christmas is upon us. Like even though I've had my tree up for a month, even though my house is decorated, even though I bought the gifts, it just, it's hard to slow down and enjoy the season when, you know, you're always trudging full steam ahead. So if you feel that way, and I realize it's December 22nd, but if you feel that way this year, just know that you're not alone. If you don't, please shed some light on how you enjoy the season. (laughs) Because I don't want to rush through it. I don't want to rush memories. I don't want to rush, you know, joy. I don't want to rush through not having joy either, you know. But if you have any tips on how to better enjoy the season, again, let me know. And again, it's different for people who have kids, I think. And I don't have kids. I do have my two nieces who are a joy. And they... I love seeing Christmas through their eyes, but I think, you know, the vibe and the energy would be different if there were little people in my house. I would think. Not totally sure. And there's also like no kids in my neighborhood. So like, I don't even get Christmas out of them. You know? I think that's all I got, you guys. I'm so thankful you are here. It is my Christmas wish that you have a blessed and happy and joyful and loving Christmas. I hope you get everything from Santa that you want. And if you don't, just, you know, hit him up for for like a New Year's gift, you know? <laughs> like, like, hey, you you skipped me. Like, come back. He'll do that, I think. Um, I hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas. I will see you before the new year to wrap up 2021 with my favorite things of 2021, my goals for 2022. Any notable pop culture that happened, there has to be some Christmas drama. I'm sure of it. There's going to be something. I'll have updates for you, of course. And um, that's all. Thank you so much for listening to the 32 Podcast. Follow me on Instagram, on TikTok, and email me at 32pod at gmail.com. If you're listening on Spotify, please hit the bell to follow and subscribe. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Google, please leave a five-star review. If you liked what you heard, if you didn't, please continue to leave a five-star review. Tell me how I can improve. Have a very, very Merry Christmas. And remember, it's never too rude to have 32. Bye.